Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Hi, ho boys and girls. Welcome to another episode of the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm Joel Cheeseman. Is it football season yet? 52 days, Chad. <laughs> On this week's show, the text recruiting wars are warming up. Oh, yeah. There's a whole new batch of acquisitions, and Chad wants to talk about shortage. I can only wonder what that's all about. It's another show full of NSFW goodness, but first, a word from JobAdX. You're going to find How out. How many times has someone said to you, we're the Uber of, or it's the PayPal of, maybe they're the Facebook of, in many, many cases, these comparisons fall short of being close to reality, or even a useful illustration of what organizations actually do. In the case of Job Ad X, our example is so accurate, so spot on, that it's synonymous with our work. Job Ad X is Google AdSense for jobs. That means we're an efficient, persistent, and smarter ad unit for job-related advertising. As the best ad tool in the industry, Job Ad X offers recruitment marketing agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms real-time dynamic bidding and delivery for client postings through the industry's first truly responsive tool. All this is done with the flexibility of Job Ad X's cost per impression, click, or application. We offer unique budget conservation options to effectively eliminate spending waste. We're not set in regret. For direct clients, Job Ad X delivers superior candidates with the best of programmatic efficiency and premium page ad positioning. We also provide publishers and job boards higher rev share than other partners through our smarter programmatic platform. In many cases, 30 to 40% greater and more through our scalable model. To partner with us, you can visit or search jobadx.com or email us at joinus at jobadx.com to get estimates or begin working together. Job Ad X, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for your needs. Oh, you've been wondering why the British accent? Job Ad X has just launched in the UK too. So what is, is baseball season not doing it for you, Chad? It never does. It, it's boring as shit. My God. The, the problem is we don't get any games on any regular basis in Indianapolis. Like when I lived in Cleveland, all the games were on. You were into it. You could go to games. You know, it was like, oh, the Yankees are in town. The Sox are in town. There's none of that here. And I totally understand why no one cares about baseball in this town. Yeah. Yeah. So football season. Come on, baby. It's it's about time. I need to watch some Buckeyes. <laughs> The, the talking heads are predicting uh, Browns to be most improved team, which is pretty much going to be the death knell and guarantees their second 0-16 season. Uh, dude, how are they going to get any worse? I mean, seriously, I don't know that they can go any deeper into the well. You know, we're talking about Cleveland, right? God, that's ridiculous. Uh, so JobEdX, our first shout out for me anyway, uh, I'm headed down to JobGate this coming week in Nashville. If you're there, say hi. But I know for sure JobAdX will be there. 
so I think they're actually presenting on the startup stage or something. So be sure to uh-huh. say hi to them and then write them a check while you're down there if you're attending. <laughs> big fat check. I won't be in Nashville. I'm going to be up in Indianapolis watching Foo Fighters. So I'll be getting my beer on and my music on. Uh, first shout out goes to Nancy from Philly who broke radio silence. Yes, Nancy's back. Stuck her head into, out on Twitter to say hi. Uh, also to Steven Rothberg who right now is probably trolling Alio on Twitter. Uh, he, heard the, he heard the firing squad that we had with Alio and uh and and he had a ton of questions so uh, he's probably out there trolling right now i heard steve was on a corner somewhere somewhere arguing about the validity of paired and snags new uh <laughs> job seeker on demand platform for restaurants but uh yeah we'll see about that i'm gonna shout out to vote chad and cheese if you haven't gone and voted for your favorite vendors uh podcasters bloggers etc go to chadcheese.com, click on the link uh, and give your boys some love. Give us a vote. Love the love. I'm going to give a big shout out to, to Tal Rue. I don't think that you've actually gotten the gear yet, have you? I have. I have. Oh, you did? Uh, okay. I, yeah. This, uh, yeah. News to you. Um, as usual, the T-shirt's too small for me. I need to uh, <laughs> some loose some elbs, I guess. But the glass I can use. And in addition to the Tal Rue uh, logo, I got a big cheese on the back. I'm sure you're said Chad, right? Yep, yep, yep. It d- looks like the uh, like the laser etching on the glass or, or whatever kind of etching. But on one side has the Talru logo. Other side has Chad. This is going to be perfect to drink beer. So thanks to Sam and the team over there, Talru, for some pretty cool swag. Rumor has it that Thad himself, the CEO does the uh, insignia on every glass that customers get. So that's above <laughs> and beyond for any CEO. Way to, way to go with that. I'm going to give a shout out to Joe Shaker Jr. Yeah. Who we just finished up an interview with today on the agency business. Um, great interview. We've been trying to, to get Joe on for a long time. He finally acquiesced and we got him on. So Joe, thanks for the time, buddy. Uh, we'll be publishing that soon and, and we enjoyed it. Yep. Should be next Wednesday and it will be a next exclusive. Huh? Saw what I did there. Uh, uh-huh. Shout out to Broadbean. So on last week's pod, we talked about Broadbean moving to the ghetto. You, you remember rumors. Yeah, r- rumors that Broadbean was, <laughs> was moving to the ghetto. Well, luckily, we uh, actually received confirmation. Broadbean, Broadbean is moving out of their uh-huh. current lush office in Newport Beach. Newport Beach. Yeah. So, but so, so their new digs might not be as great of a location, but it has a gym, deli, putting green. I mean, I took a look at this place online. I mean, come on, guys. Broadbean. Come on. Is this really maybe the ghetto? Maybe it's, maybe it's just ghetto by Newport Beach <laughs> standards, but by everyone else, it's like moving on up George Jefferson style. Oh man, it got your dry cleaners there, all that stuff. Yeah, it, it definitely does not look like the ghetto guys. So get a, get a bunch of millennials working there. And speaking of George Jefferson, I'm going to give a shout out to George LaRocque. Uh, we found oh, yeah. out that is not his porn name that we, we thought it might be. <laughs> George LaRock, uh, another uh, exclusive for Uncommon. Uh, we appreciate that. We talked about venture capital, uh, the flow. What would you call it? The gusher of money that's going into the industry. And yeah. we sort of sorted that out and, and talked in length about what's going on with the money 
question in the HR tech industry. Yeah, cash isn't flowing into our industry. It's freaking gushing. And if, if if Facebook is correct, George has a birthday this coming week. So if that's true, George, happy birthday from the Chad and Cheese podcast. Happy 80th birthday, George. That's awesome. Great, great to hear it, man. <laughs> we'll see you on next month's show. So, yeah. <laughs> two, two more for me. Thanks to Disability Solutions for sponsoring the transcription. Obviously, for the hard of hearing and the deaf, they still need to have a little Chad and cheese in their life. So there's a, the, the transcription. And last but not least, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast because if you subscribe, you can catch late breaking news with our new podcast called The Shred. You can go to iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, wherever you get your podcast or you'd like to get your podcast, you can subscribe and you can get late breaking news. The shred uh, about three or four episodes into it, the the response has been warm and positive. Uh, these are two to five minute little bites of news that's going on with a little bit of opinion, but we usually do most of the opinion on the show. Uh, the only way you can get those is if you subscribe. So if you're not subscribed to the show, go to iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen and subscribe. My last shout out uh, might might be more of an RIP. But rumor has it that the Career Builder Empower conference, I guess. Yeah. Uh, not, not even sure what this is. It's, it's apparently a big deal. I'm sure clients come in. It's sort of a user meeting thing. Uh, rumor has it it has been postponed this year. I don't know if that means canceled for good or what, but the dumpster fire continues to warm us uh, nicely into the summer months. I'm expecting it to keep us toasty in fall and winter and the rest of next year. So career builder, keep dropping bombs so we can keep talking about cost it. cutting at its best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready to get to the show? Let's do this. All right. You want to talk about shortage and I'll let you talk about your shortage issues. Yeah. The shortage issue. I'm not having shortage issues. The country <laughs> is having shortage issues. Um, mainly, first of all, we're going to talk about IT in Google. So uh, Google has announced that they're collaborating with um, a bunch of different colleges. But this uh, this article talked about North Texas Community College to bring its professional certificate uh, course to students in an attempt to develop more qualified IT labor pool. So Google, I mean, they actually started this in Silicon Valley where they were pulling people into the Googleplex and and, and doing these classes to be able to uh, create this talent, which is one of the things that we've talked about. It's this, this is more organic and it makes a hell of a lot more sense. And now it's been announced about 25 community colleges across the country will provide be providing eight-month courses that are these Google courses, which is freaking awesome. And I don't know why this isn't just a staple in all of these IT companies uh, recruiting and, and pipelining. It makes no damn sense why they're not doing it. There's a great scene in the movie, The Untouchables, which I know you've seen and probably most of our listeners have, oh, yeah. where... Sean Connery takes Kevin Costner to the police training uh, facility and says, if if you want to make sure your apple is fresh, don't get it from the barrel, get it from the tree. And there's a lot of insight into that in terms of business where these companies are saying, look, you know, a lot of the colleges aren't aren't churning out people with the skills that we need. And granted, the skill sets that people need are changing so quickly that it's hard for colleges to keep up. Mm -hmm. So, hey, why don't we just grow our own apples, so to speak? 
uh, create our own funnel of talent, create our own brand loyalty and improve our employment brand before these people are even, you know, in the job market. And I think it's a tremendous strategy. I, I suspect that you'll see this go from, you know, the tech sector and people like Google to healthcare industries, you know, growing your own nurses, yeah. um, helping grow just about anything, accountants, engineering. Um, I also think it's interesting. We didn't talk about this last week, but there was a new story about um, colleges that were basically investing in students uh, or uh, allowing people to pay for college based on your your uh, your salary yeah. when you graduate of getting a certain percentage, I think 5% of your annual uh, uh, salaries. So you're bypassing payment and the colleges are funding it. You're, they're turning their students into investments, which I think is also an interesting and creative way to, to get more people into college. So I love this out of the box companies paying for it. Colleges getting you know creative. Um, I think I'm a big fan of it and I hope it I hope it takes off in a mass scale. Oh, yeah. Well, it, just here locally. So I was talking to uh, local heating and air conditioning. You know, they, they've gone through and they've acquired and, and become these big, massive uh, HVAC uh, companies. And I, I talked to one of the techs and I asked him, I was like, dude, so so how did you get to become a tech? And he said, hey, they put me through school. I'm on a three-year contract. We've talked about this on this show. I'm on a three-year contract. I have to stay with this company for three years. But to be quite frank, the benefits and how they treat me, I don't know why I'd want to leave. So even 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 heating and air, I mean, it's so smart because it's so hard to find skills, skill trades. IT, I mean, it doesn't matter. The labor market is short. Period. So if you're not growing your own, yeah, I, I think I mentioned this. You know, the, the local high school, the local high school nearby, the uh, the workshop school is is sponsored by O'Reilly. Like you go to the school, you go by yeah. the school. There's a big O'Reilly Auto Parts, and they're teaching you know teenagers how to mm-hmm. fix cars and bringing them right into right into the workforce directly from from high school in a trade that is going to make them money. So I think that's great yeah. as well. So next story is pilots. I mean, this is not just, as I said, we have a shortage everywhere. And it looks like also on the side of airlines. So we're, we're traveling more as a as as human beings and we're not doing it in cars as much or trains or automobiles. Um, cost of flying is lower. And, uh, you know, there's a huge need for pilots. Yeah, I mean, millennials aren't uh, buying homes. They're just traveling the world, you know, like Kung Fu uh, <laughs> grasshoppers. So, yeah. So, the, the the news that came out was that Delta uh, expects to hire 8,000 pilots over the next decade. Uh, and they're actually giving conditional job offers to college students. Uh, so, they're going to the, you know, the, the tree as well, as yeah. opposed to waiting for it to come out. Uh, American Airlines has started offering loans uh, to students as well. Mm-hmm. And they've got uh, Academy as well. Oh, do they? Yeah. Uh, some experts according the article wonder if automation uh, can ease some of the burden. Um, they're kind of skeptical that that could happen. But I think at some point automation is going to catch up and we'll have, of course, with regulations, I mean, you have to have two pilots, right? Yeah. I and mean, that's kind of the rule. I don't see that changing anytime soon. I don't, I don't see people getting on planes that are automated anytime soon. Although you could argue that almost every plane is automated. The people just kind of sit there and if something goes wrong, you know, they pull a Denzel Washington and flip the 
flipped the plane upside down and landed or whatever. But uh, yeah, pilot issues, man. If you need, if you have kids that that like to fly, man, put them in pilot school. Yeah. So in the eighties, pretty much two thirds of all pilots were ex-military. Problem is the military is having issues right now, and they're predicting shortages with pilots. Not to mention. We're moving toward drones on the military mm-hmm. side of the house. So, I mean, if the airline industry was really just being fed by the military, the, the military is having shortages. And, and we know that it's already hard to get people in the military as it is. Um, if you're using that as your sole feeder system or one of your biggest feeder systems, you're going to have an issue. So, yeah, American Airlines actually announced that they have a, a cadet academy um, with the intent of really training and recruiting the next generation of pilots. So as we're seeing it with Google, as we're seeing it with local HVAC, and then now with pilots, this is a trend. And if you're not getting into this trend, then you're going to be the one that is going to have to fully automate because there are going to be no human beings to do your damn job. Lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. Right, Sergeant? No shit. (laughs) All right, man, let's take a quick break. Uh, Let's hear from our favorite... I don't know, compliance providers, that's your that's your lane. But let's hear from AJ, and we'll talk about texting, of all things. AJ! America's Job Exchange is celebrating our 10th year as an industry leader in diversity recruitment and OFCCP compliance. We've been helping our 1,000-plus customers comply with OFCCP regulations that directly support positive and effective diversity recruitment designed to attract and convert veterans, individuals with disabilities, women, and minorities and empower employers to pursue and track active outreach with their local community-based organizations. Want to learn more? Call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com. Text wars. (laughs) Nothing but text wars. There's so much business out there on the texting side of the house because nobody's freaking, I mean, they're not adopting it. I just think this is totally just blue ocean for, for any of these companies and for Canvas and Jobvite in this case. I mean, this feels like the shade of ISIMs and text recruit, but still, who else is doing this? Yep. So for those that, that don't know or don't remember, uh, ISIMs acquired text recruit earlier this year. Uh, Genius. They, they had actually partnered in a, in a similar fashion in 2015 with text recruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it almost looks like Jobvite is taking a page out of the blueprint of what iSIMS did. Uh, so announced this week, Jobvite is a, a launching Jobvite Text powered by Canvas, which will be their own uh, text solution. Now, I wrote a post on ARE, and you know that we disagree on whether or not iSIMS will close shop and just make Text Recruit an iSIMS product. Um, I don't know if you've changed on that. Probably not. But I believe... I believe that Jobvite looked at, you know, Text Recruit tapping into its data via API, got a little nervous and decided getting in bed with Canvas was probably a good idea, a good insurance policy. So I wrote about uh, my opinion on that. And on the article on ERE, we had uh, Eric from Text Recruit leave a comment, which I thought that I would read. (laughs) Go ahead. Real quick. Uh, So, uh, hey, Joel, it's great to see the category continue to grow. I'm a big fan of Dan, who's the CEO of Jobvite. 
Uh, I wanted to note, we still love all our Javite prospects and customers and are completely agnostic when it comes to HCM, ATS, or CRM that we work with. I believe that choices are important for all customers and there is zero incentives for ISIMs to have us work only with their CRM ATS. We are seeing some of our large text recruit enterprise clients using diversified tech stacks that include Aviture, LinkedIn, iSIMS, and Workday. We will continue to build candidate and employee engagement solutions that cross over the entire stack. ATSs are not building their own email or phone systems. They won't be building their own text automation system. Yeah, because they bought you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but so think about it. And, and, and what I let off with is the opportunity is huge out there. So right now, there is no reason to be able to lock down text recruit, ISIMs, locking down text recruit or even Jobvite. If they do end up buying Canvas, there's no reason to have any exclusivity out there because there's so much opportunity to gain more revenue, at least right now, maybe not five years from now. But right now, there is so much opportunity for revenue in this space. It would be dumb to actually lock them down from an exclusivity standpoint. I agree that there's no reason for Eric or iSims to want to stop the growth and and the you know whether it's revenue or uh, growth of the product uh, amongst people that use those services. But I think right. I think you can probably agree why like Dan Finnegan at Jobvite would be a little nervous that iSims owns that property and that maybe he wants to hedge his bets and get in bed with a competitor in case something does go wrong. Do you at least agree that most ATSs should be a little bit weary of text recruit having access to so much data of your ATS? Well, first off, if I go to iSims and I tell iSims that I want to use Canvas, they're not going to tell me no. Yeah. I agree. They're not going to tell me no. So it, that just totally defeats the entire argument whatsoever. If I go to Dan Finnegan, Dan Finnegan's not going to tell me that I can't use text recruit. So th there could be some great advantages. There's no question to be able to integrate with specific vendors, but there's no way in hell either one of those CEOs are going to cut off cash. Are you agreeing that Dan should be nervous or not? I think they should all be nervous if they don't, right, if, if, they, if they don't have a text partner, which is one of the reasons why I think Jobvite was incredibly smart in, in getting into this. It made just so much sense. We, we agree on that. I yeah. I agree that Eric wants this thing to grow as much as possible. I agree that that Amon at Canvas wants it to grow as much as possible. I'm sure Ewan at Emissary wants it to grow as much as possible. Oh, yeah. But if you're, if you're an ATS and iSims owns this property and it's integrated into your system, like you should be a little bit Trojan horse worried. Even if nothing happens, it's in your favor to at least be cautious about it. And I also think that like neither one of us would be shocked if we get a headline that says Jobvite acquires Canvas six months from now, right? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised about that at all. As a matter of fact, I would be looking to that for that to happen. But we've got to remember, we talk about we talk about getting data, right? It's not like they're getting the fucking launch codes for God's sakes. We're not, it, it's not that big of a deal from a data standpoint. We want to be able to think that, you know, this is a, a Russian hacking type of scheme. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. We can investigate further as to what exactly data they're getting access to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, gu I guarantee it's not social security numbers, blood type. Or any no, I agree. It's right. not either. So none of it matters. If it's, if it's if it's if it's traffic numbers, if it's page views, if it's like user calls, which it you know even that simple kind of data, um, or just even knowing what clients you know that ATS has, um, yeah, I, I 
I wouldn't put. I don't know. I mean, I just think. I just think that you should be wor- You should be cautious as an ATS owner if uh, ATSs start buying up these tech solutions and they start super integrating with your stuff. Whether it's from a oh they could cut it off tomorrow or they could be getting intel on my stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would be cautious about I it. I think anybody who is a, at a text startup right now could be chatbot, texting, whatever it is, messaging, period. I was just call it that. Um, you are in a wonderful position. No question. Yes. Yes. If you need an idea for a business to start, this might be a good one <laughs> to like, because there are a lot more ATSs than there are text messaging solutions for recruitment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and that being said, Text Recruit launched uh, a new, I guess you could say, kind of uh, feature to their platform called Text Talent. Yeah. Uh, which is which is pretty freaking cool. It's really cool. Uh, as I read it, basically it's sort of sourcing meets text recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. When you're creating a, a, a actual text recruit campaign, uh, against a, a requisition, you can search third party resume databases. So you can start pulling candidates in from third party resume databases. Um, so your reach continues to grow past your, um, applicant tracking systems database. So yeah, no, I think that is pretty freaking cool very cool and they've also i think we mentioned this a little bit back but text recruit launched uh drip campaigns uh-huh. so they are more and more becoming a marketing platform than just a texting communication platform yeah. so you know knowing eric as we do that doesn't surprise us and knowing isims like we do that doesn't surprise us so uh i think that's really really cool um that text recruiting our text recruit is really pushing the envelope uh, because they are ahead of the competition right now. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll continue to be in, you know, in the near future. So kudos for this, the solutions they're churning out. Here's the big message. No matter Canvas, text recruit, emissary, whatever the other options are, right? If you're leading talent acquisition and your recruiters don't have a formalized texting platform to engage candidates, get one now because you know your recruiters are already texting candidates but if it's not saved in the centralized database and you and you could be audited not to mention you can't use machine learning or ai against data that you don't have right so there are so many reasons why you need to have text not to mention i don't know if we we didn't say this but 90 percent of sms are actually read within the first three seconds Email sucks, guys. Emails for shit compared to text. If you're not doing text, you're out, dude. Now that we can agree on. I think I think the next argument will be text versus automation, chatbots, um, AI, etc. See, I, I see I see chatbots and I see I, I see messaging as messaging. So I see texting becoming a part of that. These are just different channels that the chatbots get to be able to uh, connect with you. So whether it's on text, whether it's on Facebook Messenger, I see all that as an integrated solution very, very shortly. I think ultimately the text recruiting folks will start implementing AI and automation more than I do like a chatbot integrating text messaging. Right. Like I think those will be a feature of text platforms mm-hmm. as opposed to the other way around. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's a hard one, but I would say, yeah, I think the, the it's just more of the focus and where they're already going, you know? So yeah, I would, I would definitely agree. I think if you started out with texting and you started to move toward messaging, that to me um, is more exciting than trying to move from messaging and then backing up into text. 
All right. You ready to take a quick break and then talk about acquisitions? Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Word from Sovereign, gang. Sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N dot com. We talk about AI, machine learning, and you want some AI (laughs) to actually power Uh that text platform, you might want to call Sovereign. Dude, Sovereign is a unknown beast in this industry. Like, uh, yeah, they, everybody uses them. It's amazing. It's amazing. By the way, quick interjection before we talk about acquisition. Uh-oh. So I was I was in a messaging uh, back and forth with an Indeed employee. Okay. Um, one of the ground troops. And frankly, probably you probably agree with this. Talking to the ground troops, are, is it's the best because the front line and the people making the calls. Oh, yeah know so much more than like the the management and the executives. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I'm not talking to salespeople. So what this this uh, salesperson uh, told me was that the 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 three other uh, solutions aside from um, Indeed, mm-hmm. the three uh, that he hears more than any other are ZipRecruiter, yes, Facebook, okay, which I thought was interesting, yes. And LinkedIn, huh. career builder never, monster never, dice never, Craigslist never, because I asked. So just a little tidbit uh, from the front lines of the job posting, you know, battleground, the three, you know, of course, Indeed, he's going to say is talked about, but uh, Indeed, and then those other three he says are really hot. The biggest surprise to me was Facebook. I didn't expect Facebook to be uh, on the minds of employers so much. Yeah, I would think SMB side of the house. Um Maybe that's who this salesperson deals with. I don't know. Yes, uh, but uh, yes, not it, it was SMB. Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll put that out there. And and he was like uh, LinkedIn getting more into SMBs. I told him like, yeah, you know, you should you should be hearing more LinkedIn a little mm-hmm. bit as you go forward. And and he promised to keep me abreast of you know if he hears more and more LinkedIn. But LinkedIn is still number three um, in SMBs. So off. To acquisitions. Acquisitions, man. Ultimate software dropped 300 mil on people, Don. <laughs> people, <laughs> Doc. From your 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 favorite country, yeah, France. Well, they did uh, pretty pretty well in that World Cup thingy. Um, <laughs> they did pretty well. <laughs> so They were good. They're lucky they didn't play uh, the Three Lions, but that's a, a, call, a talk for another day. They didn't even show up for their freaking uh, their last match. No, no. No, it's, there's too much. There's beer at the pub, man. You don't want to play a nothing match. So anyway, the news, 300 million acquired people dock for 300 in cash and stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's expected to close next quarter this year. Uh, both make HR solutions. Um, Ultimate Software went public in 98. They've been around forever, as we know. Uh, people dock, I think they've raised somewhere on $30 million mm-hmm. uh, up to this point. So yeah, it just seemed like Similar solutions. This a little bit to me. This is a little bit like uh, Shaker buying Arlen Group, right? You got some talent, you got some customers, maybe you got some uh, duplicitous technology that you can wrap in or new technology, and and so that that's what that seemed like to me. Any takeaways for you? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, no question. It, it, being able to uh, increase footprint 
internationally makes a heck of a lot of sense. But also, you know, it sounded like from what I've read, I've never used PeopleDoc, but it sounded like PeopleDoc was really more focused on the employee engagement side of the house, which makes a hell of a lot of sense because we just talked about labor shortages, right? So the, the smartest thing for employers to do, for companies to do today is to focus on retention. So being able to have that outreach, have that smooth onboarding, to be able to continue to interact with your employees. So it sounded like this is more of an employee engagement kind of UI uh, and outreach kind of uh, kind of scenario, which I thought was incredibly smart. This is also interesting to me because uh, in talking to George LaRock in our upcoming podcast, he mentioned France as being the number two country in terms of uh, venture capital. Did I hear that right? Or was the coffee a little strong for me that morning? Yeah, coffee's a little strong. Said said France was uh, the fastest growing because oh, they okay. are they're really focused on uh, growing startups. So, you know, this does it does. It makes sense, obviously. Yeah. Macron, they have a new leader who's really pushing some commercial interests and in startup mm-hmm. Uh, engagement there. So yeah, I, I think it's great. Uh, I know you, most of the French startups we're not big fans of, but hey, you know, nah. you gotta, you gotta take, take some swings to get some hits. So hopefully we'll be seeing some more, some more out of France that uh, impresses us. But we're certainly impressed by uh, at least the money that Slack has raised, uh, $790 million. That's a lot of cash. We, we freak out when someone raises $50 million and, and these guys are like just dwarfing all that. But they made an acquisition yeah. for missions. What do you know about them? So Slack is really a, fa- a foundational kind of a platform, right? And, and if you want to do something different with Slack, you build on the foundation and you do that with apps. So they're different kind of like almost like a modular kind of scenario. The interesting thing is 65% of uh, Slack users, the, the actual companies, build their own apps, so that means the balance of those companies have to to hope that there's something in the app store that they can kind of plug in. So missions is more of a workflow kind of a of an, an app that can be indigenous to Slack overall. So if you do have a company who is onboarding, which is actually what TechCrunch said, and I thought was interesting after talking about uh, people doc for 300 million, yep. being able to have better employee engagement using Slack, which is a great way to engage employees because they're on Slack all damn day and using missions to be able to do that, to be able to process uh, a much better workflow. So I thought it was really cool. You know, the, the one of the great things about having an app store is you find out which apps are the most popular and then you go buy them. <laughs> like yeah. iSIMS yeah. buying TextRecruit probably had a little bit to do with iSIMS seeing the growth oh, uh, yeah. of TextRecruit users. We see this with Facebook apps. Uh, I think Apple, uh, Apple, one of their original uh, apps was like sort of a tracking or statistics app that, that I think they acquired way back in the day. So it's a real benefit to have that. And this is just Slack saying, you know, look, these are these are pieces that are incredibly popular. Why don't we roll these into our main offering um, and go native with it? Mm-hmm. And to me, this was a smart move. There was no um, the financials weren't disclosed, which usually means it wasn't enough to really talk about. So this missions team was probably a pretty small company. Uh, Slack found some money in the cushions, gave it to them and got the, uh, the app suite. So I'm in favor of this move for sure. Oh, well, yeah. And there's nothing worse than getting into a platform, especially when you're new 
and there's no easy to understand workflow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it's okay. What's my, what's my workflow? What do I, how do I do? What do I go? And from this standpoint, there's no question from, from Slack standpoint, you can create your own workflows with, with missions. And uh, again, it just makes a powerful platform that much more powerful. I agree. Do we want to talk about Canada or not? Oh, why not? Why not? All right. So uh, there's a there's a lawsuit by a former career builder employee uh, that I wrote about for ERE that should be published here soon uh, mm-hmm. if you want to check that out. But basically, um, sales guy in Toronto uh, whose boss was demeaning uh, to him uh, made sort of derogatory remarks. Allegedly, this is what the claim says that uh, you know he was sick. Uh, his boss said, oh, this seems to be a trend on Mondays kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> he had his commission structure changed. Uh, he had uh, the ability to, to work at home uh, sort of negated or lessened, according to the, the lawsuit. Uh, according to the lawsuit, he went to HR, uh, filed a, a complaint. HR out of Chicago, I believe, uh, said, yeah, we'll look into it and let you know. Uh, they didn't get back to the plaintiff. Uh, he told his boss he had filed a complaint with HR uh, shortly thereafter was fired. And so he's basically suing career builder in Canada or career builder for uh, wrongful termination and harassment. Now, yeah, we talked about this a little bit before the show. <laughs> uh, if you're a salesperson in America, you're probably thinking, well, Jesus, I get I get shit all the time when I'm sick or if I take <laughs> lunch for five, five minutes longer. Like, why is that a big deal? Or. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hey, I I get my commission structure changed every six months. Like, why is that a big deal? Or, Hey, yeah, if they tell me I got to come in the office, I got to come in the office. However, if you're in Canada, there's this little thing called poison work environment, uh, where you can't do stuff like say derogatory things like, Oh, it seems like you're always sick on Monday or, Oh, that's a trend, huh? Uh, so you got to be really nice in Canada apparently. And people, employees will sue you, uh, if you're not, which is what we're looking at here. Yeah. Um, I will also add that the the limits on what you can get from these kind of lawsuits are really low relative to what Americans can get. Gotcha. Um, the the cap on this, I think, uh, is seventy five thousand that you can get as a worker for this stuff. Uh, he's also asking for like back pay and some severance and blah blah blah. But it totals about one hundred fifty thousand, uh-huh. which. Which, if he's paying contingency legal fees, he's probably going to get like five hundred dollars from doing all this with with lawyers. Uh, <laughs> whereas the 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 lawsuit by our buddy at Shift Gig, Lori McInerney, hopefully I said yes. that right, is in the seven figure area. So God bless America, sue everybody. Yeah, not so much. I can understand if you're being treated differently than everybody else, and I mean the, the derogatory remarks. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense for that. I mean, if you're in management, you have to be a step above that. If if somebody is off uh, a lot on Mondays, well, then in the review you bring that up. I mean, you actually show facts. Here are the facts. This is what we've seen. Um, just being stupid and kind of throwing things out there. I mean, you know it. It happens, but it's one of those things where you have to be more disciplined and it shouldn't. Commission structures change all the damn time. Now, was his commission structure changed yeah, I, versus everybody else's? I mean, that's that's a big question. And then also the work from home segment, right? If you're being punished uh, from working from home because you're not hitting goal, not because you're missing Mondays, because you're not hitting goal, that's not an issue. You, you need to hit goal. 
Yeah, I don't think this is a frivolous lawsuit. I really feel like the plaintiff probably feels like, you know, I got crappy, you know, I got shit on at work. Yeah. Um, I just think for American, for Americans, particularly people in sales to hear this would be like, gee, that's just Tuesday. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, that that's maybe a little different. But I also would say that there's, there, there seems to be a trend at Career Builder of like an old boy, like, untraditional uh culture like that's different than other places and as the world changes it looks like career builders having a hard time changing with that with that reality well i don't know i mean their president of sales and two vps of sales are not there anymore that to me signals some change let's see if they bring on new ones because we don't know if that's just a straight up chop this baby up and monetize and sell or whatever or if it's a literal like monster let's get rid of everybody of of old and let's bring in new people i would agree with you if they start bringing in new you know svps and new vice presidents in sales but if they don't then to me this is just a chop job to wring out as much profit as possible and probably sell this sell this sucker at some point yeah which we've seen they're they're doing uh pretty often (laughs) anyway Love the Canadian reference because my wife's Canadian. She'll appreciate that. Other than that, I'm going to probably go to the porch and have a beer in my new Talru pint glass. Yeah, I was going to say, just don't wear that Talru half shirt that you have now. <laughs> that's, for the ne- that's for the next bet I lose against you. Oh, that'll be soon. We out. We out. Hi, I'm Tristan. Thanks for listening to my stepdad, the Chad, and his goofy friend, Cheese. You've been listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on all the knowledge dropping that's happening up in here. They made me say that. The most important part is to check out our sponsors because I need new track spikes. You know, the expensive shiny gold pair that are extra because... Well... I'm extra. For more, visit chatcheese.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.